eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. A long time ago at the score, it was kind of known that you weren't supposed to talk about hockey. I mean, you could, and we had guys you know, like Steve Rosenblum and Brian Hanley who were well-versed in hockey, Barry Rosner, like guys like that, that would come on and talk hockey with us when we wanted to. But the Blackhawks had been kind of bad for a really long time. So bad, in fact, that I remember one particular Sunday, this is, God, I... I think I was no, I was still I was on the air, but I remember I think I was doing a show on a Sunday afternoon or something like that. And I remember getting a fax and the Wolves were really good about doing that. They're actually still really good about selling themselves. But I remember getting a fax from the Wolves with their attendance for a game, a Sunday game, which are usually the the games where they do the best where I believe they had about 13,000 people in the stands at Allstate, and the Blackhawks had 12,000 fans down on the west side. And I remember going, wow, like minor league hockey is drawing more than NHL hockey. Like, that's really weird. And then you find out the reasons why. Like, the, the Wolves have built this incredible infrastructure and, had built up a fan base and it was easier for people who were in the northwest suburbs to make it to Allstate versus to making it downtown and and the fact that the Blackhawks had been bad. And then after you get Taves and Kane drafted for the Blackhawks, there was a change and that, that change was striking in how people thought and talked about the Blackhawks overall. In 2009, the Blackhawks went out of their way to try and invite media members to everything that was happening around their team. I actually have a picture of me and Jason Goff at a playoff game in 2019, and we were invited 
because they wanted people to talk about the Blackhawks more. That relationship, like whether it was John McDonough or Jay Blunk or any of the the really nice people, Adam Rogowin, inside the Blackhawks organization that knew that they had to do a charm campaign to overcome the built-in biases that all of us had about hockey, that hockey wasn't big enough, that didn't warrant the, the conversation on the score, didn't warrant the people talking about it on what was then Comcast Sportsnet, didn't warrant the Sun-Times and the Tribune taking its best reporters and putting them on the hockey beat. And then a weird thing happened. The Blackhawks got good. They got real good. And they were able to grow that sport in Chicago in a way that I never thought that they were going to be able to do. There's the great clip from Channel 9 that they had. uh, It was Marcus Lashak, and he was doing this man-on-the-street thing. After the Blackhawks, I think after the Blackhawks won number two, I'll I'll check. But he's uh, and there's this. It's early in the morning because you know Marcus does the early morning stuff. He's it's like five forty five in the morning after the Blackhawks had won. There's this guy that's walking down the street and Marcus takes a chance. He doesn't know. He asks him about the the Blackhawks and this guy goes, "Man, the Blackhawks are doing some incredible stuff. They got black people caring about hockey." <laughs> And it's so funny, and it's so true. They were able to reach multiple different pockets of people who maybe were never fans of hockey, that were never really Blackhawks fans, and everyone wanted to be a part of the party. That's what it had become. Blackhawks hockey was the place to be. It was the place to have fun. This was a team that was great. You had exciting players like Kane and Taves and Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. It was it was cool to be around the Blackhawks, to have anything associated with Blackhawks. There was all sorts of sales things that went into it, like companies that ordinarily were saving their money to be a part of, of Cubs broadcasts or White Sox broadcasts or Bears broadcasts. We're now allocating money to be a part of whatever it was that the Blackhawks had going on. You bring in players like Marion Hosa and and you have Chelsea Dagger playing at the United Center and people just really felt connected to this team, even if they didn't necessarily feel connected to the NHL. I think that there's a big group of people that are Blackhawks fans but not NHL fans, and that's not a knock because I feel the same way about both baseball teams. I think there are a lot of people in Chicago that are Cubs fans and White Sox fans but not necessarily Major League Baseball fans. They like the concept of baseball, but they're not investing in watching baseball that doesn't have to do with their team, and I think that that's what's going on with hockey in Chicago over the last decade. It's been amazing to see that growth. It's been amazing to see them kind of build this thing up out of nothing and see how many people were excited to be a part 
like any part of Blackhawks hockey. I give you all of that preamble and that history to talk about where the Blackhawks are at right now. Stan Bowman has been making the rounds over the last few days talking about the new direction that the Blackhawks are going as an organization. And I I applaud him for at least feigning transparency. That there's some transparency and you're kind of letting people know what it is that you're planning to do with this hockey team. The Blackhawks have been uneven over the last few years. They've been uneven. They're a team that had first-round knockouts in the playoffs or not making the playoffs at all. And the whole thing is really strange because there are players on this team that everyone thinks is good. Like Patrick Kane is objectively one of the best players in hockey. Jonathan Taves, and I'm glad that he showed it this year because I'm, I'm a big Jonathan Taves guy. And you can go back. There's episodes of Loho Daily where I talk specifically about how much of a, a stan I am for Jonathan Taves. You have players that people think are good. Kubalik, Doc. They've got guys on their team. And James Naveau, I thought, made a really good point. He said the problem with the Blackhawks is the players that everyone thinks is good, all those guys that, that we brought up, Strom, Debrinkit, everyone's a forward. And they don't have enough depth defensively. So now they say goodbye to, to Corey Crawford, who I think over his career has been one of the most underappreciated champions in Chicago sports history. They say goodbye to Saad again. And here we are with the Blackhawks in a state of rolling rebuild. I'll give Stan Bowman credit because he's been trying to say, look, like we're rebuilding, but we still think that we have enough talent to be competitive. I don't know if that's him trying to soft sell all of this stuff to Blackhawks fans. But I understand the point. Like, I get the point of all of that. So the question now becomes, what happens? And I know that for sports fans in general, things are different right now. It's not as big of a priority. Like, we feel that at the score tremendously. Like, we know that you're not listening to us or 1,000 as much as you used to. There are other things that take priority right now. And for good reason, those things are taking priority. The question that I'm stuck with is, where do those fans go? Was the strength of what the Blackhawks have done over the last decade strong enough to survive this? And I'm not saying that the Blackhawks are going to disintegrate. They're not. But I just keep wondering, and we've seen a little bit of this erosion of Blackhawk fandom over the last few years. When you start looking at television ratings or the attendance at Blackhawks games. Will we get back to a point if they aren't competitive? 
where the wolves will be able to send out those fat. Well, they won't send out faxes. Well, maybe they will. I don't know. Maybe we'll go back to faxes. And I also keep wondering, when when is that expiration date on your core? You've already made a decision on Corey Crawford. How much great hockey is left in Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves? I tend to believe there's probably two to three years of great hockey left in both of those guys. And Kane is is a guy that you can have a role for, even if you aren't, even if he isn't one of your stars. Like he could still be a really good team sniper for a few more years. But will the Blackhawks kind of go back into oblivion? And this is a very small thing. And I know that like even talking about this, like I can do on the podcast whatever I want. I can talk about whatever subjects interest me. And this interests me. But yesterday when I had James Naveau on, and I think that he's one of the really smart guys that covers hockey in Chicago, I was looking at the Twitch stream. And I was looking to see how many people checked out of the conversation that we were having about hockey. Like I know what the baseline is for people watching the show now after a few weeks of doing shows on Twitch. Like I know what that baseline number and I was a little surprised to see the fall off in people who were watching this discussion, especially since James was on the stream with me so you could see him too. So I wonder if we are now back to that place where people don't care about the Blackhawks. This needs more examination. It's just a theory. But I am curious if we have now gotten back to that place. I enjoyed the playoffs. I enjoyed the play-in to the playoffs for the Blackhawks. It was a lot of fun. And I know that trying to make determinations on anything right now is difficult because of the state that we're all in. But it is something that I am paying attention to, and I imagine the folks over at 1901 West Madison are paying attention to it too. For 10 years, Blackhawks hockey was Camelot. And now, what is it? And do people still care? And will they care if Stan Bowman can't succeed and succeed quickly. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.